Hello, this. This is Cam. <laughs> I think you mean Georges. <laughs> what does that mean? Hello, this. <laughs> Why does she say that? <laughs> First, I was like, does it kind of rhyme with Georges? But it doesn't. It just makes me think of like Michelle Obama, like Flotus. <laughs> uh, and this is also Mal. And welcome to our podcast, Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. This week, we'll be discussing the new comedy special by Gerard Carmichael titled Rothaniel. 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 (laughs) You had it the second time. Rothaniel. Rothaniel. (laughs) If you have not watched his HBO comedy special, please go do that um, and come back and listen to the news. Take it away, Mallory. <laughs> You're in rare form today. You sound like a 1940s like radio announcer or something. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so people are starting to move on from the oscars but it was announced uh, a couple days ago that will smith has been banned from attending the oscars for the next 10 years a statement from academy president david rubin and ceo don hudson uh quote the board has decided for a period of 10 years from april april 8th 2022 mr smith shall not be permitted to attend any academy events or programs in person or virtually including but not limited to the academy awards end quote he can't attend virtually oh my god (laughs) (laughs) they are so dramatic right that was like 10 years like i i i kind of thought maybe like two to three i'm really shocked it's 10 yeah, that that was uh, whatever, whatever. We'll see yeah. me, y'all. <laughs> he he sure does it. Like so, and the decision is definitely receiving mixed reviews. With a lot of folks calling out previous winners, um, like we also did, uh, Harvey Weinstein and Roman Polanski, who are literal sex offenders, but have not had their Oscars rescinded. And one Twitter user, uh, username Ass Warfare, added. A fun thing to do would be cross-referencing members of the Academy that wanted Will Smith banned with members of the Academy that signed the Roman Polanski petition letter. Mm. And uh, they included a screenshot um, of an article about that petition. And the first name you see listed is Woody Allen. So if that tells mm. you anything. Fitting. Right. But, <laughs> exactly. But on the flip side of that, Will's self-titled memoir is back on USA Today's top 150 best-selling books, and it has jumped back to number two on the New York Times bestsellers list. Okay. I mean, yeah. he will be rich regardless of this decision. Oh, absolutely. He is quite well off. And I think what is surprising is that there are, you know, I don't know how true they are, but like I guess some of his upcoming projects are getting delayed, or I don't know if people are backing out of them yeah i heard there was like a netflix project that was put on hold and then i guess bad boys 4 is being put on hold there was gonna be a bad boys 4 yeah i was reading that like apparently the first 40 pages of the script had been sent to him like prior to the oscars and now that i guess they're waiting to send him the rest of it i don't know stupid i mean maybe netflix i get but like bad boys like your audience is 
I, I would assume mainly people of color. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe mainly, but I feel like Bad Boys had pretty widespread appeal. Did it? I don't know any white I think so. Talking about Bad Boys? Yeah, I kind of. I think everybody like was into Bad Boys. Oh, I believe. <laughs> But what I feel like is going to happen, they're just doing it right now. Like, yeah. oh, you know, we got to pause for it. the heat. Yeah, yeah once it dies down, they're going to get the shit rolling. <laughs> so it's all <laughs> performative, basically. Yeah, I mm. think so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I like to teeter into the music world occasionally whenever we can. So the VMAs, uh, obviously the MTV Award Show Video Music Awards. Apparently, Mariah Carey, the elusive Chanteuse herself, has never won a Moon Man. Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. And disrespect. Right. MTV. Right. So this came to everyone's attention um, because someone tweeted her uh, the fact that at Mariah Carey never won a VMA and still hasn't won a Vanguard Award. Don't sit right with me. Get it together. MTV Mm -hmm. VMAs. And Mariah Carey quote tweeted it and said, yeah, at MTV, how have I offended thee? Nary an award. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm like, you know, Mariah's been out since, like, 1990. How has this woman never won a VMA? Yeah, like, her mo- her movies, her videos were, like, a huge deal back then yeah. in the 90s and 2000s. That's yeah. shocking. Who's on that selection committee? R- right. Like, Fantasy, uh, Butterfly, Honey, like, and then the, the resurgence with Emancipation. Like, nothing... Like shake it off didn't get an award. Breakdown <laughs> with Bone Thugs and Harmony, like shocked. <laughs> right. I mm. mean, but to be fair, like MTV pretty much has nothing to do with music anymore. So yeah, who watches it? I didn't even know they yeah. had an awards show. Well, now, uh, or no, that's the movie they combined because they used to have the MTV Movie Awards, and now it's the MTV uh, TV and Film Awards. They combine that one. But I, yeah, I don't think I've watched the VMAs. Or no, that's a lie. I watched the VMAs last year. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I watched it. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> I mean, they still have some good performances, but they still have some bullshit takes as well. Mm-hmm. So Jojo Siwa, as uh, if you're, I guess, a teenager or younger, you're probably familiar for, I don't know, songs, TV show. I don't, I'm not quite sure what she has. And if you are an adult like us, you probably remember her from uh, Dance Moms and know she's the girl with the uh, ponytail. So she was apparently, speaking of award shows, snubbed out of an invite uh, from the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards that just came on this past weekend. And so fans were asking like why she wasn't there. And she said that, uh, quote, the answer is very simple. I wasn't invited. I'm not sure why, but I just didn't get an invite. And so back in um, September of last year, she had shared that Nickelodeon wasn't allowing her to perform certain songs on her tour. Um, She said, I go on tour in January. My movie musical was just released with six new original songs. Nickelodeon told me today that I'm not allowed to perform or add any of the songs from the film into my show. Um, And she, uh, that was about her movie, The J-Team, that is on Paramount+. Plus. 
And she also said working for a company as a real human being treated as only a brand is fun until it's not. So that kind of made me sad. Um, So the other part of this is uh, Jojo uh, described herself as pansexual and queer last year. And she just debuted a shorter haircut within the last week or so, uh, which which side note, like go off uh she's like i'm 18 now your girl's out here living no more ponytails and barrettes and you know good for you sis but i'm not saying that these things are why nickelodeon didn't invite her but i feel like we can all agree the timing is quite sus uh, oh oh yeah she went she went short yeah yeah I mean, this and then with them, like, not letting her use certain songs last year, it's, it's looking real. Well, I feel like people don't, well, I don't know about the business end of things, but I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, she makes money for y'all, right? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you invite her to these things to keep making money for you? Right. And last year she was like, um, when she was talking about the movie, she was like, you know, these are songs like this is my voice, like my, you know, I wrote these, like, why would I not be able to use them? So Hmm. yeah, so I don't know. I was gonna say, uh, does Nickelodeon donate to political campaigns? Oh, that's a good question. Look at that. Oh, it'll take too much day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it'd be, it'd be interesting to see who Nickelodeon yeah. donates to politically. Yeah. And maybe that is why they are making these moves. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Because um, that's that's their that's their new thing right now on the right, you know, sexuality and gender identity. Mm-hmm yeah that's true protecting children air quotes (laughs) right right but not from like actual predators within their own party right exactly so i yeah i i don't know exactly nickelodeon's politics all i know is uh like part of the reason why i started watching the original run of iCarly was because uh michelle obama was on an episode so obviously (laughs) not saying that makes them uh you know um what's it bleeding heart liberals or whatever but i don't know maybe they are uh maybe there's new management i don't know okay did they get bought out by fox (laughs) (laughs) what's weird about fox though is that like the shows on like just fox network are like pretty out there like family guy and you know all that like yeah i mean they're not stupid they want to make yeah. money <laughs> they want to make money and hit as many you know as wide of an audience as they can their news program that's a different air quotes news um yeah. is a different different story there yeah but i mean that's what i'm saying like even if they bought out nickelodeon like i don't think they would change the entertainment that much if they haven't done it on regular fox but these are kids and they 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 reel all these kids issues anyways anyways i digress (laughs) not talk about depressing politics (laughs) 
So in more kid actor or star news, Javon Juana Walton, as we all know, uh, as Ashtray from Euphoria. <laughs> uh, she also shocked. I didn't realize he was 15. I thought Good he gosh. was like 13, 12, 13, something like that. No, I don't know why I thought it was like eight. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he was at least a preteen. <laughs> so he, I know we were all sad. Uh, so spoiler that well, I'll just say that he's no longer going to be on Euphoria, but uh, he's going to be in season three of Umbrella Academy. I saw and, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's co-starring with uh, probably the most famous on-screen boxer, Sylvester Stallone, in a superhero film called Samaritan that is slated to come out in August. And uh, yeah, Javon seems to really love both acting and boxing equally. And he said he's working hard to compete at the 2024 Olympics. Okay, go yeah. ahead. What's his name, Ashton? <laughs> name of the show is Ashtray. His real <laughs> name is Javon, Javon Walton, but he goes by Juana. Uh, Javon, oh, such a black name. Um <laughs> I'm interested to hear, I'm interested to see him on Umbrella Academy because, I mean, Astro didn't talk that much. And when he did, he definitely had like a black scent. So <laughs> I'm just curious how that works with Umbrella Academy. Mm, yeah. But, uh, okay, go ahead, young man. Yeah, out here getting his roles. So exciting news for the Clone Club, aka fans of Orphan Black. Oh, okay. Uh, Orphan Black Echoes, a new spinoff series set in the world of Orphan Black, is going to premiere in 2023 on AMC+. What's it going to be about? So what they're saying right now is uh, the spinoff series is going to be set in the near future. Uh, the new Orphan Black takes a deep dive into the exploration of the scientific manipulation of human existence. It follows a group of women as they weave their way into each other's lives and embark on a thrilling journey, unraveling the mystery of their identity and uncovering a wrenching story of love and betrayal. So kind of sounds similar to the <laughs> first. Is it, is it the sisters? Is it new sisters? What is it? Is it starring old girl or it's all new people? So there's no um, word if... Tatiana Mislani is going to be in this new series or not um yeah. I really hope so because she was like a big part of why everybody loved the show um but yeah no word if her or any of the like former characters um or cast members are going to be part of the new show okay. but they did have um a podcast Orphan Black the Next Chapter which I've been meaning to listen to and just haven't um but Tatiana did like do the voice um <clears throat> for like the sisters on there or sestress um and uh the podcast was supposed to pick up eight years after the tv show ended um so they've had two seasons of that and they've also had some of the other um people or other characters from the show the actual actors uh who play those characters felix delphine donnie um voice those characters again on the podcast okay so yeah i am i'm pretty excited about that i'm wondering if the podcast will give us any uh kind of foresight into what we can expect from the spinoff show okay i usually don't like spinoffs but i'll, I'll give this one a try i like dwarf black 
Yeah, me too. And do you have news? Um, a bunch of like really random things. Uh, Miss uh, Anjanou Ellis has joined the <laughs> star-studded cast of the Color Purple musical movie that is coming oh. out. She's going to be playing Celia Nettie's mom. So, huh. okay. I, I hope she doesn't get pigeonholed into like mom roles. I feel like she's not she's not that old, you know. No, and she was a badass on um, what was that show with Priyanka Chopra on ABC about like the FBI. FBI was it called yeah. FBI? No, Quantico. 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 She was on that show, and she was like their instructor or something. So she's pretty badass. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is doesn't become the case for movies. Yeah, but she's joining the cast, so you know. Well, good for her, though. At this point, who isn't? Uh, right. <laughs> right. We're going to be the background at, uh, what's it called? The Sugar Shack? What's it called? I don't know. The, the juke um, joint. Juke joint. Thank you. Not Sugar Shack. <laughs> Sounds like a titty bar. <laughs> I'm going to spit out my drink. <laughs> um. Monique and Lee Daniels have apparently made up after 13 years of not speaking to one another. Uh, they have publicly embraced one another. They are back buddy buddy or best friends. And Monique is going to be in his next movie, which is called Demon House and is supposed to be released on Netflix. And originally, Octavia Spencer was supposed to be. Uh, the role that Monique is taking over, but she had scheduling conflicts. So I guess that was the perfect time to uh <laughs> <laughs> to rekindle. <squash> the beef. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. So that that's nice that that feud is ending after yeah. all this time. I feel like uh I don't know, maybe the the crows are coming home for Lee Daniels, you know, he's had some like public beefs. So what? <laughs> <laughs> are you are you saying the chickens are coming home the roost? Thank you. That's what I was like, what's house? <laughs> That's the one I was looking for. Um, you know, he's he made up with Dame Dash after uh swindling him out of a couple million dollars. <laughs> but did he give him his money though? I think Dame said he paid him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Him. Okay. Good for him. Well, he's just making amends with all the black people he's wronged i guess okay maybe that's working it out in therapy or maybe yeah maybe it's good to good to hear it um in sad news uh the black news channel is apparently ending (laughs) i didn't even know it was a thing (laughs) i wasn't gonna say anything i was like oh shit i missed this big part of like black culture uh yeah apparently quite a few black journalists are going to be without a job um namely uh 50 cents uh husband mr uh mike hill oh (laughs) (laughs) like 50 cent came out too wow i missed a lot oh that's what mike hill was on i thought he was at espn or like some sports channel uh, i think he 
I think he is in addition to like being on this black okay. news network but apparently the whoever was backing it declined to keep giving it funding unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> um but it was supposed to be geared towards like black news without like you know a white spin to it mm-hmm. and they launched in 2020 and just haven't been able to compete with the MSNBC, CNNs, Foxes, and all that. And I'm like, yeah, because y'all ain't, apparently ain't had no advertising budget because <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this existed. Yeah. Yeah. If you want people to watch it, you got to tell people it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But sadly, that is ending after only two two very short years so well um yeah Cynthia might need to get back on uh Housewives of Atlanta then well you know she's in that Hallmark movie right (laughs) yeah I think it came on a week or two ago oh did you watch it I did not (laughs) (laughs) um and other sad news Maury is ending the Maury Povich show. Now I was sad to see that. Is ending after 31 years of being on TV. Mm-mm-mm. I did not know they were still filming <laughs> like new episodes of that. <laughs> well, I was, have they filmed new episodes since the pandemic? Because I feel like, and I haven't watched more in a while, but I feel like whenever I would catch it, it would say like, you know, like the original release date, like 8-3-2014 or something. Like I never oh. saw anything that ever said like, 2019 that i can remember are they taking it out of syndication then like are they pulling it from tv oh they better not be (laughs) i even i hope that's not what it means oh interesting i i assumed they were just still filming new episodes i did Um, too but now that you say that i'm very nervous man yikes i need my paternity test now And lastly, in positive news, your fave, Anthony Mackie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I thought that was going to end with Anthony Ramos, but even I'm like, whatever. I'm side-eyeing him a little bit because of his breakup with Jasmine Cephas Jones, but neither here nor there continue about Anthony Mackie. Well, Anthony Mackie just bought 20 acres of land in his hometown of New Orleans to build a production studio nice so you know that's awesome more black studio ownership that's where the money is so good for him yeah now if he could get some marvel checks from that oh that'd be crazy if they film some uh stuff Mm -hmm. down at his studio Mm -hmm. yeah that would be incredible well good for him yeah that is uh that's all i got okay Okay, so let's talk about uh, Rathaniel. This is Gerard Carmichael's third comedy special. Um, I sadly have not watched the other two. (laughs) I haven't either. This was the first one for me. Um, It was in front of a live audience at the legendary Blue Note Jazz Club in New York City. So not like a traditional comedy club, um, which is kind of cool. But... Basically, Gerard, uh, I would say it was more like storytelling 
Like yeah. maybe he took some pages out of like Dave Chappelle's book. A lot of his recent specials have been like very small, intimate audience. And he's just kind of like musing on life versus and just happens to be funny. Right. Or probably not happens. I'm sure it's well thought out. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to make it seem like his art is not uh pre-planned or it's just you know just got up there and started talking (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's how it feels as the audience member though which I I really like like there was such intimacy like I was wondering like was this audience filled with people that he knew or these random people like the audience was on point they were asking good questions yes I loved like the call and response of it all yeah yeah, I was sh- like, I've never seen a, I hesitate to call it a comedy special, but you know, a comedy show special, whatever like this, where there was so much interaction with the mm-hmm. audience, mm-hmm. Um, where yeah, it did just kind of feel like a conversation. I was also surprised that like everyone's questions were like, so good and like thoughtful. Yes. I was like, these are insightful and like very <laughs> probing questions. Like these are good. Right. Like I kind of wondered like, are these people playing it? Because this is almost like too good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so basically he he talks about his family, which I think a lot of his comedy is about his family. But he starts it off by saying, talking about secrets and secrets within a family and what it's like to live in a household of secrets of not necessarily your own making but you know as a child having to live with the gravity of adult secrets Mm. um I just found it very relatable (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like I feel like I mean I'm sure this applies to a lot of people but I always put Gerard Carmichael kind of in the Wayne Brady lane (laughs) like oh wow I'm not super familiar with him. I know he had a show and I saw a couple episodes, but it wasn't for me. Um, It just wasn't that entertaining or engaging, but I guess I never saw him as being like as black as he is. (laughs) And maybe that's my ignorance, not, not knowing very much about him, but I just found what he was talking about very black and very relatable mm-hmm. um yeah so, oh, oh go ahead go ahead I was just gonna say I was not very familiar with him either uh, like oddly enough I I also have not seen any of his uh, previous stand-ups but I also don't remember them being advertised like this one was like <laughs> I remember seeing like a little clip of this on Instagram and like seeing him sit down like you know saying whatever and then reading the comments and people were like oh I like how he's kind of doing like that old school like comedy feel I was kind of like oh okay like I'm kind of like intrigued by this but mm. like I've never seen him advertise like this um I, I I remember the Carmichael show I think that was on NBC I never watched it mm-hmm. the only thing <laughs> I think I've seen him in is Jay-Z's Moonlight video where like oh. him and Issa Rae are supposed to be like Ross and Rachel and friends like oh. it's a bunch of black actors like as the friends characters in that video so 
yeah, I didn't, I really didn't know anything about him. Um, so yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by this special. Yeah, I didn't even know. I, no, I did know he was from North Carolina. I didn't know he was from Winston-Salem. Um, oh, I meant to, so that's where he's from. Yeah. Okay, so a Trafo makes sense why, because <laughs> at first it kind of sounded like he was, because he was like, you know, I'm from North Carolina. That's, so I was like, is he from like a more rural part? But then he kept saying the hood. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, Trafo, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that is kind of I think why maybe this special has been so publicized because he does come out as as being gay mm-hmm. um and that happens maybe like halfway through and for me I just I I loved how he connected with you know the secrets of growing up in a household where your father is cheating on, openly cheating on your mother yeah. Um, and then kind of living in a world where like your whole family basically shuts down and there's a huge elephant in the room that nobody talks about. And then how that related to him hiding who he was all these years. Like he said, he, he never planned to come out. He was going to hide it for the rest of his life. Yeah. He said, um, I would, I think he said I would rather die mm-hmm. than to have come out, which is so like heartbreaking to hear yes I don't I I initially when I I heard before I saw the special that he had come out I was like oh what is this <laughs> you know <laughs> like what is this but I enjoyed it so much like I I I thought it was an interesting take on comedy because mm-hmm. it was like self a lot of comedy is self-deprecating but it was just him telling a story and telling his truth and adding humor to that as like most people do in order to like cope and get through difficult situations like it felt like therapy it felt like he was working this stuff out in real time in front of this live audience and I don't feel like you get to see that a lot Mm -mm. Like, even the, the ending was a little kind of awkward and a little all over the place, but he, like, admitted, like, I'm, I'm, I'm working through this yeah. <laughs> right in front of you. And that I think that vulnerability just makes him so endearing. Like, I, I really walked away liking Gerard Carmichael from watching yeah. this. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. Like, I was noticing, like, his body language, too. Like, he was putting his, like, chin and his like uh hand a lot or covering his face kind of like Mm -hmm. hunching over almost like he was trying to like um close in on himself uh, Mm -hmm. maybe out of like protection or just feeling you know too vulnerable it was really uh, lovely for lack of a better word to see like it was yeah yeah I did now I did notice his body language also changed after he came out he suddenly was crossing his legs yeah I was like but that is interesting I noticed that too it was a very interesting like switch that I don't know if it was intentional or I don't know I I just noticed it I was like oh mm, yeah mm." I wondered oh go ahead go ahead go ahead I was gonna say I wonder too like 
if getting that feedback from the audience where they clapped and was like oh we love you like if that then he was like okay like I can kind of relax a little bit see I, I loved that part because one it was awkward when he first <laughs> came out and there was like a long pause and then it was like it was like (laughs) at first I was like man this is whack like (laughs) you know how I feel like I don't I don't feel like people in this day and age should have to come out like you know we should be embraced you know we should embrace everyone it shouldn't be an announcement you know it is in in an ideal world sure (laughs) but we're not there I'm an idealist, but even he <laughs> talked about it. He's like, you know, this is like kind of awkward and uncomfortable because some of you clap because you're genuinely like happy for me. Some of Hilarious. you clapped <laughs> because like you're being filmed. And <laughs> you're in New York and you feel like you got to do this. <laughs> right. But I think my mind shifted when he said, you know, I need to learn to like accept love and yeah. accept myself. So thank you for clapping you know, I appreciate it. I need it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm into it now. I'm into it now. Yeah. And he's talked about it. Um, I was just watching his interview with uh, Seth Meyers on Late Night with Seth. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it there because they clap as well. <laughs> once, <laughs> once he says it and he's like, you know, it's, it's awkward. And he was like, I don't, I don't want to get used to it because this is New York. And I'm going to go somewhere, Mm. (laughs) you know, in Alabama, I'm not going to get the same love. So he was like, it's awkward. It seems silly. It seems stupid, but thank you. (laughs) Mm. Thank you for doing it. (laughs) That makes me think about uh, like one of our friends who I I didn't know had a girlfriend. And Mm -hmm. when she was like, this is my girlfriend, I was like, oh, congratulations <laughs> why do people keep saying congratulations I was like, I don't know. that was the first thing that came out because <laughs> it's I feel like even if you like you know like obviously like no problem with it like I'm happy if you're happy but I think like just when you don't expect it or don't even know it's going on it, it's like, kind of like I have to like I'm cool with it, but I have to show you I'm cool with it. So what do I say to like show you I'm cool with it? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> awkward. Um, <laughs> but let's just let let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, basically, the 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 beginning and ending of the special, he had like one joke essentially, and that was about his name. <laughs> so he mentions that he doesn't like his name but he he never tells us his name until the very end right. and that's how he ends it which I, I I loved I loved it was it was a great connection I, I like when comedians you know have a joke and then they bring up that joke later on I love that it's, it's very <laughs> smart humor I really like it I um, did like too when he was talking about something and then he was like, you know, I'm just I'm sharing everything with y'all. I'm being completely open. <laughs> and the audience members like everything except your name. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of like ignored it because he was like, no, like I, he knew he was coming back around to it. So right. Um, but yeah, when he started saying that at the beginning, I was like, oh, his name is Nathaniel. Like as soon as he said that, 
because like I remember like when I saw the clip I was talking about on Instagram I was like what the fuck or who the fuck is a Nathaniel <laughs> like <laughs> like it sounds like a name but that's that's a weird name if it is so I yeah I knew it instantly uh, see I didn't even I didn't even like look at the name of the special oh okay but while I was watching the special I googled to see where he was from in North Carolina and I saw that that was his name and I was uh, like oh, oh okay I see but yeah I just I found it really relatable like from hating your name to family secrets uh having second families <laughs> <laughs> having a cheating grandfather cheating. like who who amongst us <laughs> raise your hand if you didn't have. <laughs> i would, literally i would love to know if you did not have a treat, cheating grandfather please let us know but it needs to be uh, a grandfather who was born I'll say before like 1940, 1945, like if you have a boomer grandpa, I don't want to hear it. It needs to be like, like a someone from the silent generation. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you have outlandish cheating stories about your grandpa, share those as well. Cause <laughs> I'm sure a lot of us got those. <laughs> yeah. I just, that shame, the silence, not talking about issues, children, feeling like they need to protect adults like it was just mm, that was sad oh it 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 resonated with me yeah <laughs> it resonated with me I could relate on several <laughs> levels um I did think it was funny when he said I mean can you imagine your granny being a side piece <laughs> <laughs> oh now, now, one thing I feel like he he glossed over was his parents' sex tape. <laughs> yeah. Traumatized. I would have been scarred for life. Traumatizing. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Oh man. Oh yeah, that would. Oh, that would be so disgusting. And I think, <laughs> I think what I identified heavily with was just being able to see adults like as a child seeing adults for who they really are and like mm. losing respect for them because of that is <laughs> <laughs> that story of uh his friend tj and uh that bitch named Renita <laughs> who happened to be his aunt <laughs> tj's aunt. wait i feel like i thought those were two different women because I'm, I'm assuming his dad was sleeping with multiple women. Yes, but that, that was the same person. So Renita. TJ's aunt was Vernita. Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. So he tells the story of how his friend went to his aunt's house one day after school and uh, Gerard's father happened to be just chilling at the house. <laughs> and <laughs> TJ was like, hey, Mr. Carmichael. And this man <laughs> pretended to be someone else. Like, I, no, I don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> they got up and left. He said he squinted his eyes <laughs> and pretended to be somebody else. And then when he confronted his aunt, like, do you know who that is? That's Mr. Carmichael. And she was like, he told me his name was Jerry Rice. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, is is Renita lying? I don't. Because <laughs> yeah, at first I thought she was trying to cover for him, but then mm-hmm. like Jerome made it sound like his dad was just out here giving out fake names. But I was like, of all the names, you're gonna pick like one of the most famous football players of all time. And and that's it right there. <laughs> I think these men, or at least these older black men who have done this, you don't even have good lies lined up. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you've been lying and living a double life and you don't even have a good excuse. Like all these yeah. years you didn't come up with something better than that. <laughs> a coward, man. <laughs> and part like that too. I'm like, how did he hide this from his wife for decades? If he was this fucking messy. That's, I feel like there's so but that's why I was shocked um well we're gonna get to it later but I was just like how could she not know like I he doesn't seem like he was like some part real of her uh covert some part of her knew if the kids knew she knew she was in denial about it yeah um so Gerard described his mother as like you know Christian sweet kind which i feel like all these men <laughs> be praying on these sweet little christian women oh um, absolutely because they know they can get away with stuff mm-hmm. and that they so you know the lord says marriage is forever so i gotta stand mm-hmm. by my man no matter what <laughs> i gotta forgive him ah uh, he talks about how he confronts his father he knows about the cheating he confronts his dad and basically gives an ultimatum like you gotta tell her and the dad uh, decides to wait until Gerard is home from being on tour and tell his mom. So they take him and his older brother, take her out to dinner and they're at Hibachi. And he keeps saying, like relating the Trolls movie to his mom. Like she's going to lose all of her color. Because apparently Trolls, I guess, lose their color when something like really dramatic happens to them. Which and I thought that was a great uh reference or comparison because mm-hmm. people like you know you always say like oh like they lost all their color when they heard xyz yeah so that just, was yeah I was gonna say like going through that whole dinner like oh my god like I, I don't think I would have been able to do it awful awful at least he he did the right thing by taking her to a hibachi restaurant because most of it, like you're distracted by the things happening oh, at that's the table. True. You don't have to make conversation. Cause I didn't even think about that. The yeah. chef is the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my god! I'm sorry. I just got sad all over again because I'm just imagining. Like I don't even know what his mom looks like. I'm imagining <laughs> his mom, like her eyes just lighting up at like. <laughs> the the hibachi volcano right tossing the shrimp shrimp. in her mouth (laughs) she's not knowing her world's about to be blown up after this little dinner yeah man yeah man so uh and and after like hearing that from your spouse period but after decades of marriage like i can't imagine how devastating that would be decades Mm. so Dad tells mom, uh, she calls Gerard, and she says she's okay, and that she'll be okay, and decides to stay, stand by her man, stay with him, and then cook some breakfast the next morning, and him being embarrassed by that fact. Um, 
oh, that, that, that struck a chord. <laughs> Which so, the breakfast or being embarrassed? Um, I think the combination of like, you think your, your mom is going to like pick mm-hmm. herself up and like do the right thing and like be strong enough to leave. Yeah. And she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And just kind of continues as if everything's okay and then makes this man who has cheated on her for decades breakfast like he deserves that right leverage to make him some breakfast <laughs> <laughs> that's what i i can't believe like he wasn't you know at least like on the couch like i'm not talking to you for a few days <clears throat> like i yeah some I, kind of consequence you know and maybe she's in shock maybe she came back around you know four weeks later and was like wait no I'm pissed like get the fuck out of my house but I unfortunately I doubt it I think it's it's learned behavior because he tells us that his name is a mashup of uh his paternal and maternal grandfather's names Mm -hmm. and he talks about how his mom's grandfather or father sorry had another family and a bunch of kids outside of the marriage Mm -hmm. and I think it's learned behavior. Like it's generational curses. She mm. she saw her mother stand by her man. And so she did the same. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's so sad. And it like I think when he's telling this story, like even though this was like, I don't know, 2018 or 19, whatever he said, like I'm still picturing it like in like the 70s or something. Mm-hmm. Because like yep. I, I can kind of see like why, you know, your grandmothers would not have left. Yep. But yep. your mom, like this is modern times. Like you, yep. could, you could leave. Like I'm sure she probably worked. Like, yeah, I don't know what her, you know, retire if she's still working, if she has retirement, whatever. But generally speaking, these days, like if somebody's cheating on you, like it's no problem for the wife to leave. Yep. And I, and I think that's what makes it so embarrassing mm. because I, I agree with you. Like this is literally things my grandparents <laughs> have done. Yeah. And even my grandmother eventually left. Like she left. My grandmother did too. And my mother did the same. My mother yeah. also, she, you know, she left. Yeah. Um, so it is shocking to still to still hear in yeah. 2022 that women are choosing that life. But I guess it's maybe I don't know. I'm I'm interested to know what type of church she goes to. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Because it's probably one of those maybe uh antiquated churches where they're still like preaching that message of standing by your man no matter what oh and forgiveness yeah. yeah um so it, it broke my heart it broke my heart hearing yeah. about his mom not leaving yeah me too me too but so finally gerard he he comes out he lets us know that he is gay and he also drops the bomb that he has a white boyfriend <laughs> well he said had oh okay i thought it was present tense no because he said black women were the toughest to come out to but they were also the most supportive 
which also I want to know like why were why the toughest if like what does that because he was like you know they weren't homophobic at all so I'm like so why was it tough right I didn't really get that part I guess I feel like black women will ask the tough questions and we won't necessarily like we're gonna probe I think I think black women we're gonna probe and we're gonna ask deep questions to figure out like your motivation and maybe not everybody's ready for that especially if if you have like pretended to be something other than what you are because he said a lot of his friends felt like they were deceived that he wasn't but he said that about the guy friends because he said one of the girlfriends was like i kind of knew something was up and he was like you only facetime somebody about how does my outfit look so many times before she questions it but right but it's still it's still something to experience seeing someone like I can see what you're hiding but you're still trying to hide it from me even though I've I've given you what I think is a is a door an open door to like express yourself and you still don't I think I think people can have mixed mixed feelings and emotions about that yeah that makes sense but like I feel like Uh, on a maturity level or whatever you have to recognize like this isn't about you like this is about like this person feeling comfortable sure but you're still entitled to your feelings you know to to feel like maybe even a little offended (laughs) that someone couldn't be honest with you um you know I I could see how black women could be a little frightening i think for him to come out to you sound like donald glover (laughs) (laughs) or to you are you afraid of black women cam is that what you're saying (laughs) i'm afraid of myself (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i i don't know i guess for me like unless i like if i was dating him like (laughs) we're just like homies I don't know but also I feel like we're getting we're getting (laughs) kind of another topic but (laughs) so you said black women were not at all homophobic but they were racist as fuck though (laughs) and they did not like because he said they didn't like that I had a white boyfriend so Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means presence or if you literally meant pass and then you hear somebody in the audience go wow (laughs) (laughs) spot on (laughs) that's that's literally us. Yeah. He called him his vanilla king. <laughs> he said he's joking, but <laughs> right, mm, joking. Mm, are you? <laughs> you, know. you better not be calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if uh you remember this, but we had a mutual friend and he was saying something about in the past dating a white guy, and you and I both were like, You date white men? <laughs> both at that response so when Gerard made that joke I was like oh you're right it's just it's it's a knee jerk you know it's just knee jerk I I hate to say it I had a moment with oh, Katanji like I'm happy for you but you have to have a white man you can find a black man girl okay all right I'm still gonna root for you this is uh <laughs> oh i mean what fuck it it's a double standard but it does not bother me as much when black women date outside the race because black women 
and I'm mostly talking about cishet men and black men and women. Um, Black women, when they date outside their race, they typically do not uh, belittle black men in the process. They're just dating or compromise their own self to date a white man. Yes, and like self hating (laughs) exactly. And if they have kids uh the kid they tend to pass down like black traditions and stuff more than black men seem to do in interracial relationships i would agree with that i think my only issue is of lately it seems like a lot of successful black people have white spouses (laughs) like she's joining the supreme court with another black justice who has a white wife you know yeah but i mean we can't feel like you don't her to clearance (laughs) true but I I just feel like we're losing some of those like successful black couples it's just becoming a lot of successful black people who have a lovely you know white spouse behind them (laughs) I don't hate it but I just oh it would make me feel so much better (laughs) but also didn't they meet like in law school or something yes yeah so I mean I think it'd be one thing if you know like (laughs) they just met like three years ago but like they're college sweethearts or law school sweethearts whatever so like you know it's been a a long time coming so I yeah I didn't really feel any kind of we've got the two justices we've got Kamala all of them have white spouses at least at least we got Barack thank god (laughs) but (laughs) well hey but uh Kamala you know went to HBCU that's your soror so you know, she's yeah. just because she is, uh, she's still, well, I mean, you know, not to get into her politics, but generally speaking, she's, uh, you know, seems pretty culturally into her Black and, I guess, South Asian-ness too. Yeah, but I just would love to, love to see some Black couples yeah. a little, a little elevated in the political sphere, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I get you black love. As, as Gerard said, black love is definitely important. <laughs> but it don't apply to gay niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I disagree, because I think we have had that conversation about how a lot of uh, very famous gay black men. Yes. White men. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's a problem across the board. Uh, but you're right. Black men, black women, different different uh motivations yes for why they enter those relationships and i will also say with black women too because katanji is a darker complexion <laughs> katanji like we're homies i'm sorry <laughs> justice <laughs> the new superior what's it called supreme court justice she is a darker complexion woman um, um and yeah, sister walks too is that i don't know the actual term but i i i do love that she has locks in um with all the the backlash black women get for having professional hair quote-unquote professional hairstyles and all that um but um going back to you know her husband like i have darker complexion friends who talk about you know black men don't want to talk to them because of their complexion Mm -hmm. so um, you know, it's like, why suffer and wait around hoping that a Black man will accept me when I can, you know, and it's not like they were seeking a white man or seeking whoever, but it's just like, well, I'm going to open up like my search, 
uh, not search, but you know, like open up. <laughs> I'm thinking about like your like parameters on like Hinge or whatever. But like, you know, I'm gonna like open up my mind to who like I would be willing to date and possibly marry. And you know, I want to be with someone who accepts me for me, not like, oh, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl or whatever the case. So I feel like that also comes into play with black women too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I just I think black love nowadays is more rare and revolutionary than interracial. I think I feel like at a time interracial mm. love was very much that when it was illegal, when it was frowned upon. But now it's kind of like nobody has an issue with it. So let's get let's get yeah. back to it. Well, depends on where you not, live. <laughs> not nobody, but <laughs> you keep trying to go to this utopian world. <laughs> I just want peace. <laughs> I just want peace. Uh, but we have we have taken a, a turn away from <laughs> this really special. But <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "Oh my god, what does his family think about <laughs> about this?" Because he's killing it. All. that's what i would have been most terrified about <laughs> like when my mom sees this oh my god oh my god there are things i still like haven't told my mother that i'm worried <laughs> what her reaction is Absolutely. gonna be like. yeah and it's, and it's not even as deep <laughs> as being you know my sexuality okay it's like basic things um so late night with seth he mm-hmm. Gerard's interview he mentions that on the way to the show his mom called him Mm. and it was her first time I guess since she had seen the special and she talked to him about it and he said she was like you know um positive Mm -hmm. about it but she kept saying that like she wanted peace within the family Mm -hmm. and that the sins these sins were tearing the family apart and he didn't he didn't go into detail about like what the sins or what is causing I guess war within the family but he said it was like very indicative of them still not like being willing to talk about real issues that it's still kind of this general like you know the lord and i want peace Mm. for my home and my family but how are you going to get that how are you going to get that without talking about the things that are disrupting the family yeah so it sounds like the family has seen it and (laughs) they are they are supportive of it but i thought the special was really a beautiful love letter to his family and like I think he he acknowledged like shortcomings and he aired a lot of dirty laundry but he also said a lot of positive things about his family and the love that they have for one each one another um but I think it's like like he said like I love you but there's an asterisk he said that in in context with his brother like I love you but I don't fuck with all that gay shit (laughs) right so it's like I don't know I think he just gave you a good glimpse of what it's like to be in a family 
specifically black families are kind of known for like not talking about things just like sweeping things under the rug <laughs> and you know, black love to do that child <laughs> compartmentalize like a mofo <laughs> but I, I don't know I just I thought it was a maybe a really interesting way for him to express the things that he hasn't previously been able to express to his family through comedy so the only thing that I kind of Okay, so like at the end, he says something like, um, you know, like they say you may have to leave some people behind, but what if it's your mom? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of felt like you're going in so hard on her, but like, what about your dad? Like, you know, I, I understand that. I understand that, you know, your mom is like, uh, you know, like I pray to Jesus that, you know, maybe it'll change, whatever. But you also said like, you hope, you think your dad is hoping there's some chance that you're by. So it, it kind of felt like he was coming down harder on his mom. Like, even though like, you know, he said he was mad at his dad for cheating on his mom and stuff, but like with this, res- in their response to you and you're coming out, like, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like she kind of got the brunt of it. Because he's closer to her. Yeah, I get that. But I don't know. Like, it just kind of felt like there wasn't as much, I don't know, like grace being extended to her. I mean, even with his his brother, too. Like, you know, he kind of said that the thing about you know I, I love you despite of and that that is an important distinction between like I love you despite of versus I love you unconditionally yeah but I don't know like I just ended up kind of feeling really bad for his mom he says that at the end and like I understand how hurtful that is for him too but it's like she's gonna watch this and then she also found out her husband cheated on her and now the world's going to know about it and that she didn't know about it. Like, fuck, like, like this, this whole thing kind of really sucks for your mom, you know? And, yeah. and talking about her dad on here, it's like the whole thing, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he gave him like a heads up. Me too. <laughs> I hope he gave him a heads up. But I, I, I think it was harder on his mom because he's closer with his mom. He saw himself as like his mom's protector. And I think there is, there's probably a huge emotional divide between him and his father. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, I think as, as much as these men think they are present and available, like if you're cheating, you're, you're not, you're not, Oh yeah, you're not. So I feel like he, he probably always viewed him as being a bit removed. Um, and I mean, he was a truck driver, so he was probably never there. <laughs> and then when he was there, he was barely there because he was busy <laughs> doing other things. Um, so I feel like they they probably didn't develop as tight knit of a relationship as he did with his mom. And you know, this is your mom. Like you want your mom to like love you and accept you, and feeling like 
she kind of does, but her like religion or her belief system is what's holding her back. I think that could that could be hard to reckon with and deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I totally get that. I don't know. I'm just like, man. And and you know what? Hopefully, though, it'll have, even though she might be uh, crushed watching it, maybe, I was going to say, hopefully it'll make her have like, um, or make her be self-reflective. But I guess if she called him and said that, then I guess not yet. (laughs) So never mind. Yeah, it might it might not ever happen, but yeah. you all he also shouldn't have to tiptoe because he said he says in the special and even in the the Seth Meyers bit, mm-hmm. he's like, I've told my family this multiple times. I have to like remind them, yeah, <laughs> that, that I am gay because right. they will genuinely like block it out and pretend like yeah. they don't know, and that that. I can't even like, I can't even wrap my brain around just some people not acknowledging you for who you are and like just trying to project the image of who they want you to be onto you like that. That's stifling, man. You literally can't be yourself around your family who yeah. are supposed to be, you know, the people that you are, are supposed to be able to let your hair down around. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking about like even just I don't know your parents wanting having this image of you or having trying to live their dreams through you or having this pathway in their mind for you that like even regardless of like coming out like I don't know like I I kind of feel like to some extent like a lot of parents aren't going to um you know see you fully for who you are acknowledge like some of the things that they don't agree with or wish you had done differently or whatever does that make sense yes but I I think that is maybe the shroud of like growing up in maybe a toxic household (laughs) because there are people that (laughs) me telling on myself (laughs) that get that love and acceptance from their family I, I you know I hey I too have some effed up things going on but I feel like we we maybe make that assumption that this is how it is and it's not how it has to be that yeah there are people that have really positive and loving childhoods and experiences with their parents there are others of us who unfortunately you know don't yeah yeah I will say like what I was saying about the way he talked about his mom versus him not coming down as hard on his dad it kind of like because like I've I've said to my mom like a few times as an adult there was some stuff that she said to me as a kid um that really that that, like deeply hurt me and like I still feel um yeah I I feel like they've like kind of affected me to this day with like Mm self-esteem and whatever um and like and she's kind of like but what about your dad like you know he wasn't there at all and I'm 
and like I've tried to like say like well I don't care to have a relationship with him like I don't talk to him like but I want to have a good relationship with you and I'm trying to like express this to you and I'm realizing I'm kind of doing like the same thing Mm. that I just said that you know like well damn why is he coming down with his mom so hard but I mean I also feel like if I did talk to my dad like I would you know I would be on his ass too (laughs) like so I, I, I guess that's kind of why it's hard for me to completely be like I get that he's closer to his mom when his dad is like still around still in the house with her like I feel like that would make me even angrier that he put my mom through that and now like he's you know ignoring you know what's going on in my life I don't know I don't know but anyways all that to say like now I feel like I kind of get what my mom is saying (laughs) but in the same way you're closer you're closer to your mom yeah, and you, and you have a, a a relationship with your mom, and I, I think it's similar. Like while his father is in the house, he might not have a relationship. Mm, that's with true. Him. That's true. Um, and you know, it's the people closest to you that have the power to hurt you the most. So if you're not close to a person, while it might hurt, it might not hurt in the same way or cut in the same way as like the person that you like really rock with mm. okay that makes sense yeah I think it I think it just hits different yeah I think it hits different and as someone who you know has a raggedy daddy <laughs> you know at some point like I I emotionally like disconnect from him and like yeah the things like they're generally I mean I think there are I think it goes both ways. Like there are things my mother can do to me that I will just like, well, that's not a big deal. He could do the same thing. It'd be a huge deal. Mm, (laughs) Right. Because I I know my mother. I know she loves me. Right. And I know like we can get through anything. We can get past BS, Mm. but I can't with him. Like he holds on to things. So I think it's, it's all about relationships. It's all about them relationships that's true very good points this is starting to feel like a therapy session <laughs> see, see what Gerard done done he got black people talking <laughs> he got black people talking about them secrets oh my gosh but yeah please y'all like don't just talk about your friends getting to actual therapy too yes actual therapy um something that can give you the courage to talk to your family about the things you've maybe held back or have been too afraid to bring um I mean tackling like I'll say for myself as like even beyond my immediate family you know my like extended family like recognizing issues that were in existence long before me and just not understanding like why don't y'all just talk about it Mm. <laughs> like why are yeah. we just letting this linger like y'all still mad like 20 years <laughs> later like just talk about it <laughs> and that's because of therapy that is because of therapy and they haven't <laughs> gone to therapy but mm. I just remember like my grandmother she passed away um a couple years ago and in in her uh later stages of life there was a lot of kind of family drama 
that had been existent since like their childhood. That I'm just like, y'all are still holding on to this and your mother is dying. Like, let it go. Right. <laughs> like, let yeah. it go and just work through this so y'all can come together. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's very much, I think, a, I think our generation and Gen Z, I think we are in a much better place than the previous generations because, yeah. you know, we're getting to a place where we are going to therapy. We're, we're starting to like break generational curses or at least talk about them. <laughs> right. At least talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so sad. Like I've had a similar experience with a grandparent passing away and that like, it just brings up like all these like old feuds and drama and it's just like can we focus on what's <laughs> happening right now like this is really not important uh, but yeah okay is there is there anything happy we can handle <laughs> um <ooh. laughs> now <laughs> I think where I, I did chuckle pretty loudly was um when he was talking about him coming out Mm -hmm. and he was like you know I grew up in a household where like you were taught to be a man whatever that means and he was like you know old black ladies don't say like oh you know if there's a gay baby (laughs) I I wonder if he'll be a top (laughs) get that baby some prep now (laughs) that was hilarious that that made me laugh (laughs) Oh that my gosh. <laughs> but I I I want to go back and watch his other comedy just to see are all of his specials like this? Like in in my head, I was like, okay, is this a one night only thing or is this like a show he's taking on the road? Mm-hmm. I really hope it's an a one night only thing because it felt very authentic watching it yeah that seems very hard to recreate night after night right so (laughs) I'm thinking it is but I would be very disappointed if I found out it's his like road show yeah but I enjoyed it thoroughly I it it made me question like what is comedy okay (laughs) deep all right because like to me it's not like a traditional comedy special you know yeah not at it all wasn't, like where were the jokes there weren't there weren't a whole lot yeah <laughs> then the the start and end joke um but I also really liked this version of comedy because I think it like I said it was relatable and even that moment where towards the end I don't even remember what he was talking about, but he like said something, I think like really dark and then laughed. And then he said, that was a fake laugh. And oh, I remember that. That was also one of those moments where he did seem to like collapse in on himself. Yeah. And I don't know, there was, there was something about that that I was just like, damn, like we've all been there where yeah. you're like fake laughing at something when you really want to cry mm-hmm. <laughs> or you really want to like, 
go somewhere and just scream and tear a room up. Right. Yeah, stop you laughing so you don't cry. Yep. Right. And and to me, that's what the special was. It's like, you know, hate to quote Kevin Hart, but like laughing through my pain. <laughs> mm, yep. Laughing through my yeah. pain. Yeah. So I was going to ask really quickly, um, would you snitch if one of your parents were cheating as a kid? And would you do it also now as an adult? So uh, <laughs> this resonates because I feel like I, w- I was in a situation similar to that. It did mm. happen more as an adult. Like I, as a kid, I had heard my parents arguing about my father cheating and I think when I was in like middle school maybe in high school I like asked my mom point blank like do you think he cheats on you and she was like wow. do you want, she said do you really want to know the answer and I said no mm. but then Jesus I mean my parents were married for like 22 23 years they got divorced while I was in high school or sorry college my senior year of college um they hadn't been living in the same household for probably like the last six or seven years in their marriage my father lived in another country I went to go visit my father in that country um you know during spring break or some holiday and I remember picking up a book on his bookshelf and opening it up it was a picture of a woman and a little kid. And I asked him, I was like, who, who, who is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he made up some lie, some excuse that I did not believe. But I was just like, okay, you're you're clearly cheating. I mean, you live in a whole nother country. Like it's yeah. kind of like easy. And I didn't tell my mom because I was like, she has to know. Mm. I don't, I don't know that this would like do anything other than hurt her and confirm something that she has to already know yeah and luckily they got divorced like the next year <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> and like literally we were all very happy <laughs> it was not mm. wasn't a sad moment it was a long time coming right um and I remember a couple years after that after they got divorced my my mother told me that her and my father were like trying to rekindle oh maybe get back together and that was the first time where I was like no Mm. no he's cheated on you this was also at the time like old people had just gotten on Facebook so they didn't really know about like you know privacy settings (laughs) (laughs) so I was like and my mother didn't have Facebook and I did Ah. I was like he has a girlfriend on his profile right now. Like he has pictures with another woman. Oh, I was like, wow. Don't believe what he's telling you. Run. Wow. Do not get back with this man. And luckily she didn't. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, how many years did you say that was after they got divorced? That was probably like maybe three or four years. After three or four. Divorced. Okay. Okay. Wow. Where I was like, don't, don't go back mm. to what's comfortable. Like yeah want better for yourself and don't 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 think he's changed because he hasn't (laughs) yeah um so I I 
I got what he was saying. I got what he was saying. Like, I didn't feel guilty for not telling her. Because yeah. like I said, I think she she already knew because my parents had been arguing about it. Right. She, she stayed because she was a God-fearing woman. Mm. And you don't give up on your man and blah, blah, blah. But it took her finally going to a church that gave her the pass. A pastor that finally said, you don't have to stay. He has broken the vows of your marriage and has shown no remorse or mm. has tried to do better. So... God will let you off the hook for this. Oh, wow. And she finally did it. Wow. Finally did it. Damn, man. Well, I'm uh, I'm very glad she got out of that situation. Me too. Me too. And they're both, yeah. both of my parents are much happier yeah. <laughs> apart than they were together. Hmm. Um, and But they stayed together based off of like old old traditions and yeah you know you're married for life kind of deal but I was proud of her that she got the strength to to leave and make something of herself since then absolutely so well I mean thank you so much for sharing that that's also I think really good perspective because like my parents like broke up very, very early on. So like, I never saw them together. So in my mind, I'm like, hell yeah, Mattel. (laughs) So I think like, it's hard to say like, you know, when you haven't experienced seeing, you know, the relationship up close and actually going through that. So I really appreciate you sharing that. It's also, it's heavy, man. Like, yeah. To be a kid and to walk around with the secrets of adults, like mm. that's hard. It's it's hard. It change it changes you. Yeah. It changes you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Sorry, because I, I said we should end on a happy note. And I, I did not expect that story. I'm so sorry. Well, it is happy. My mother left. She okay. Left. Okay. So you're right. You're right. So we are we are ending on a happy note. You're yes. absolutely right. <laughs> Big ups to her for leaving. Absolutely. 100 percent Well, I think I think that concludes our discussion of Rothaniel, the comedy special. Uh, what do you have your eyes on this week, Matt? So a Black Lady sketch show has premiered, mm-hmm. which by the way, because I know you said you didn't see it on HBO, but when I, right after I watched Nathaniel, I saw it was on there. Well, so I checked on the 8th when it was supposed to premiere. Yeah. It was not available. And okay. I think I checked Friday, excuse me, Friday night as well. And it still wasn't on there. So I'm glad. I'm glad it's up now. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to watch that. Um also once I opened up HBO Max I realized I had uh scenes from a marriage queued up to watch which I keep forgetting that I want to watch with um Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain also um I've been watching Atlanta so I caught up on the first three episodes yeah yeah so I because I think did you tell me you didn't love the first episode was that you I said I didn't understand what it had to do (laughs) with Oh, with the characters. Yes. Yeah, me neither. I've, I really, 
<laughs> I really, really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. of like, you know, the Lake Lanier tie-in, um, which a lot of people have been talking about over the last couple of years. Um, and apparently it was based on like a true story, like something that happened. Yes. Like, I didn't know that until after I saw it. I'm same, same. Cause I was just thinking about, um, you know, kind of like the dangers of white, like foster parents or white parents adopting kids of color, you know, for these reasons for a check. And um, I mean, obviously like anybody can do it because there's yeah. certainly like terrible foster mothers of every color, but um, like, I don't know, it just, like I've always wanted to adopt <laughs> like like watching the episode I was like okay like I need to get me a black kid like quickly <laughs> like, yeah yeah because <laughs> we can't let this kind of stuff happen but um yeah I I really really enjoyed that first episode um and lastly the Michelle Williams and Miss Tina Lifetime movie <laughs> wrap, a seven deadly sin story is premiering this Saturday, April 16th at 8 p.m. So very excited about that. Might need to have a little watch party situation, make <laughs> some, um, some themed cocktail drinks. I don't know. I'm very excited about it. Okay. Let, let us know. Let us know how that is. <laughs> oh, so you, you ain't in on a watch party? <laughs> Uh, i think i'm busy i'm busy oh actually i'm in your home i'm going to charlotte next weekend ah damn it okay well maybe i'll wait to watch it when you come back no no need no need (laughs) please watch it when it premieres don't wait for me (laughs) so what do you have your eyes on cam um so i watched i finished Bel Air, which I love. I am a fan. It's I just so finished good. it. Too. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> like, I loved it. It's a great show, and I am shocked at how good it is. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Me too. Big ups to everybody who's involved. It is a quality show that I am looking forward to season two. Um, it'll be interesting because. I feel like they hit kind of the big plot points of like the original show, you know, like his dad coming so soon and being played by Marlon Wayans. <laughs> I did not expect that. That was he does a great dramatic turn. Yes, I was like, oh, I didn't even know he could do like serious roles. All right, yeah. Well, I guess he uh, he auditioned for Richard Pryor because then Mike Epps end up playing Richard Pryor, right? Did that movie has that come out? Did that ever come out? I can't remember but I, I think there was a Marlon's like audition tape or something dropped for that and it was pretty oh, good okay or it was leaked not dropped <laughs> it's not a it's not a new album <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that there was that moment where I thought like okay maybe he will actually like be a part of the show and like be a decent dad no <laughs> no yeah just like uh Denvery, yeah, I was say Chicken George. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> um, I will say though, whenever I watch that episode, of the original Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince with Ben Vereen mm-hmm. and Will is like, "How come you don't want me, man?" I cry every single 
time. Oh, it's, it's, yes. <laughs> okay. It's so raw, so real. Uh, I don't know if it was just me, but yeah. But I, I, I feel like original or OG Uncle Phil, that hug felt more, you know, knocks off Will's hat. Like mm-hmm. that hug felt like real, like, I don't know, new Uncle Phil, like, it kind of felt like, all right, like a little light tap on the back, like, it'll be okay, son. It didn't feel as right but it's also like the other fresh friends we had seasons before we got here this is true (laughs) this is true he's been there for like three months you're right (laughs) but i love bel-air so i finished that um i watched house of gucci recently i see why it didn't win awards (laughs) damn it was way too long and how long is it it's like two and a half hours it's long they could definitely have cut some scenes Mm -hmm. um but lady gaga she does a good job she does a good job um so i watched that um moon knight that new marvel uh, oh yeah the oscar isaac one Mm-hmm. I started watching that. That's it's pretty good. It's good. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> you you look very much like oh, I, I could take it or leave it. I mean, because I don't I wasn't familiar with who Moon Knight was prior to this. So I feel like I don't have, you know, like the same connection as like Iron Man, Black Panther, or you know, people that I guess I have more familiarity with in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um but it's good. I'm watching it. I don't think uh, the, what's that? I was just gonna say I don't think any of the Marvel shows have really pulled me in like WandaVision did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of hate watched WandaVision until the last couple episodes. Oh wow. You're the I only person I've heard say that. I didn't really like it until because I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, another episode in another decade. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, once they finally started to explain things, I liked it. Oh my God. You're but the until they got person. to that point, I was just like, what am I watching? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. I was to say, I haven't even finished uh, the Anthony Mackie one. I finished but. that one. It took me a long time because after WandaVision, it just felt very like slow and serious. I could see that. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, like I took months off. And then when I came back, I was like, oh, this is good. And then yeah. I started watching Loki, which I feel like is a little. I liked Loki. I did. Yeah. Like I, still, I still have to finish it. I just keep forgetting to open Disney Plus. But I did feel a little more, you know, a little more fast paced than um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I think I was a little more into it from the start yeah actually now that I, I think loki is probably my favorite of the of the ones that have come out um i did watch hawkeye it was all right okay but boot night it's it's different i'm learning because i didn't know anything about <laughs> prior to um i want to watch woke season two that I didn't realize Hulu like released all the episodes. I thought they were going to do like week by week. Oh, but, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, they released all of them um, on the ninth, so I'm gonna check that out. And then that new thing show on HBO Max with Rosa- Rosario Dawson, DMZ. 
Oh, I remember you telling me about that. I I've been I keep falling asleep on the first episode. <laughs> I, I want to give it a real shot. <laughs> Try and get through it. Are you watching it late at night? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, that's a problem. I'm watching it at daytime. See where it gets me. Yeah. Give that a shot. But yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Well, folks, I guess that will wrap it up for our show. Um, please uh, follow us on social media. Our Instagram and Facebook pages are Their Eyes Were Watching TV. And on uh, Twitter, it is TWWTV Podcast. And you can listen to us on um, all of the major um, podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and um, Amazon. Amazon Music. Yeah. Audible. Thank you. I don't yeah, I think I think it's Amazon. I think that's the one we're on. <laughs> and um, please on um, Spotify, please rate us five stars. On Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Until until next time. Yeah. Oh, and let us know about your uh, if you had a grandfather who did not cheat. <laughs> yes, please, please let us know. Like it's gonna her inbox is gonna be crickets, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, bye.